It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. And welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 5-1. to one. Sweep this two-game set, create some separation atop the uh, atop. The Honda West Division do the Golden Knights. A strong effort top to bottom for Vegas. We'll bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, to break this one down. Now, Dan, we talked about how exciting the game was on Monday. And, you know, this one was exciting too, but the Golden Knights controlled the game, weren't chasing, and I think that had a lot to do with their comfortability going into that third period. I think so. And the third has been their strongest. They now have 23 third-period goals this year compared to just 12 allowed. That's pretty good. Meanwhile, Minnesota, typically strongest in the first. And, of course, there was no scoring the other day in the first period, a lot of scoring in the second. But today, Vegas got that goal two minutes in. And Minnesota had been plus 12 in first periods this year. So that the Knights got that goal early on, you're right and that they didn't allow Minnesota right back into it, as we saw in the second period on Monday, I think that you're right. It set the tone, and then Marc-Andre Fleury, in the moments when you needed a big save, he was there and made some dazzling stops today, and especially in the third period when Minnesota fired 20 shots on goal. He made each of those saves. Fleury gave up just the one on 37 shots. You know, it's funny you mentioned Marc-Andre Fleury because we've talked about just how good he's been this season. He hasn't had many opportunities to have a bounce-back game, but tonight was certainly one of those for Marc-Andre. It's funny because the beginning of this stretch, you go back to when he started the string of 10 consecutive starts, that first one was actually the one where he gave up four goals, but Vegas still won, <laughs> right? So yeah. uh, that, that, was, that was the one. And then the game on Monday, the, the, the next time that he won uh, that with giving up four goals. So, like, you kind of stretch it out, 10 consecutive starts in 22 days going back to February 9th. Remember that there was that the unfortunate pause where a game was postponed. So even though, you know, there was not a game, Flurry did get a few extra days in there. So while we look at 10 consecutive games, you also might consider it two separate batches of five consecutive. And the really good goaltenders know how to bounce back. And that's what made Marty Brodeur, I think, such a great goaltender. No matter what he did on a given night, he might have been spectacular. He might have been bad. Obviously, the former much more often than the latter. But the next game typically had no resemblance to the former. There was not a stretch where he fall into a slump and there'd be bad habits that would string along for more than a game or two and Marc Andre is obviously among that upper echelon in NHL history he's got the staying power and he's got the wins to prove it obviously with the victory today at 477 and watch out just seven behind Eddie Belfour for fourth in NHL history Brodeur, Wah, Luongo, Belfour, Fleury those are the top five in NHL history. So there's <laughs> there's no talking about the bona fides. He's got them. And I think that, uh, again, a mark of a great goaltender is one who can, as you say, bounce back. Brings up the question of what to do this weekend. You've got a uh, back-to-back set against the San Jose Sharks uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, I would imagine that Marc-Andre will play one of the two 
in your opinion, which one do you play, the first or the second? Yeah, Gary and I talked about this earlier, and, and my instinct was the first one. And, you know, you get the idea of, uh, you know, if you know if Oscar Dansk doesn't play particular, particularly well in the first one, you could always go to Flurry, I suppose, and then he's there for the second one. But I think just the idea of allowing Flurry to go into a game without having the, the mental preparation, you know, they're traveling and whatnot. So uh, you get the extra day instead of having to come back uh, on Friday and then rest, uh, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Because who knows? Maybe if, let's just say, Flurry were to play the first game on Friday, Dance goes in the second game and it doesn't go very well, you'd hate to have to put Flurry back in. Uh, so anyway, there, there are a variety of things that might influence the decision one way or the other, but uh, my feeling would be that you, you get Dance the game on, on Friday, especially given that the team has won four in a row, spirits are high, Dansk himself had three wins in the American League with the Silver Knights. There's not too much more positive momentum you can, you can come up with right now, so you might as well try to use that with Oscar in the next game. Incredibly strong game from Chandler Stevenson, although I will say uh, there were times where I, I thought he should make different plays on, on some of those breakaways, but clearly he knew exactly what he was doing, setting it up for that fourth goal of the game. Well, you had enough experience with the breakaways. <laughs> you sort of figured it out. Yeah, that, and that's what we thought, too, that there were early chances on which he could have shot when he passed. And he passed when he maybe would have been better served to shoot and so on. But then the last two where Vegas scored, he made the right decision on both of them. And most players don't get that many in a game. And a lot of guys don't get that many in a week. Yet he had, <laughs> what would you say, like five legitimate breakaway chances today? Easily, yeah. So, like, let's just say conservatively five. So you don't score on three, but you still score on two. Again, a lot of guys aren't going to have that many chances in, in, in weeks. You know, he had five in one game. And that you turn two into goals, I, I guess you'd have to take that batting average. So, Dan, when, when you look at the Golden Knights, and so far throughout this season, we looked at the schedule Pete DeBoer's talked about how difficult it is to win two games in a row against the same opponent. The Golden Knights have been very good at doing that so far this season. Why? <laughs> you know, I think that there's a high hockey IQ on this team. And if maybe something doesn't go right, they've been talented enough to pull out victories in the front end. But the back end, they seem to have something figured out. They, they kind of do a better job of reacting or handling what the opponent's doing. The other part of it is they played a heck of a lot of home games, right? They today played their 13th game at home. They're now 10-2-1 in this building. They have played only six on the road. And you kind of add all that up. They haven't traveled as much as other teams. Other teams that have come here obviously have traveled more. There's the comfort factor. The visiting teams have more you know, protocol to go through. I, I have no idea if that's part of it at all, but uh, I think that it, it is simply a well-coached team and a team with a lot of guys that have a, a high hockey IQ. And uh, the coaches, you know, even today, you know, Pete DeBoer, Steve Spott, Spott told us that Pete DeBoer was transparent in addressing the players of practice going into Monday's game. What kind of a club Minnesota was. It's different. Stone expanded on that in the pregame interview today. And then Pete DeBoer said, hey, <laughs> we saw them on Monday. It's what we expected and then the players get that up close and personal experience of seeing them 
on Monday. I, I think that's part of it. Um, and then, you know, the other thing that would have come to mind <laughs> an earlier stage of the season, Ryan, is the one-two punch you expected to have with Flurry and with Leonard. Mm -hmm. And today, like, you would have normally gone Flurry to Leonard, Flurry to Leonard, right? Mm -hmm. And Minnesota, you would have thought, would go back to Kakinen. So it turned out not to be that way. And Talbot, you know, this is the first time that he's played in the game following a loss. In other words, in his previous losses this year, just a few of them, uh, he had not started the next game. Today he did, and he lost again. It's also, I mentioned this earlier, but Monday was the first time he gave up more than three goals in a game this year. Yeah. And obviously he gave up five, and today he gave up four. <laughs> and they, for whatever reason, chose not to go to Kakinen. We know that Alex Stalock was placed on waivers. They chose Kakinen over Stalock, and he got claimed, and on and on. So I, I think that that goaltending uh, element will be useful down the stretch eventually when Leonard does get back. But for now, Flurry is the best, if not one of the vet, very best. I think he's right there and uh, best in hockey. All right, Dan, as always, thanks for joining me here on the postgame show. We will talk to you on Friday. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. The Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 5-1. to one. We're back with much more here on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 5-1. The postgame injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. No injuries to report in this game. Golden Knights seem to get out relatively unscathed. Let's take a look at the highlights in the game. First period we talked about. In the pregame show, the Golden Knights needing five-on-five -five offense, and Cody Glass would link up with Alex Tuck to make that happen. Vegas coming in. Glass centers. Oh, and a big score. Alex Tuck. Hard slam from Alex Tuck. What a dish from Cody Glass. One-nothing Knights. Two minutes into the first, and he can read Tuck's lips. Oh, come on. That's Tuck from Cody Glass and Nick Haig at 2.02 of the first period to make it 1-0 Vegas. Marc-Andre Fleury looking to bounce back from a subpar start on Monday was called on to make a couple of fantastic saves early in the game. Kept down low, right wing shot, kick save, rebound, sliding stop, Fleury back to his right, huge save. Marc-Andre Fleury with another series of impressive saves. Up 1-0 heading into the second period. The Golden Knights would add to their lead five minutes into the second period on a goal from Jonathan Marcheseau. Smith on the left wall. Dropped it off there for Carlson. Power play time expires. Cole joins the play. Left corner. Hard feed. Marcheseau closing in. He scores! Jonathan Marcheseau. 2-0 Golden Knights. Five minutes into the second period. That's Marcia So off a beautiful pass from Alex Tuck. The other assist goes to William Carlson at 5.03 of the second period to make it 2 to nothing Vegas. The Wild would answer back on a hard-working goal from Marcus Foligno. From the draw shot, save, rebound, score! The Wild won the faceoff, and a point shot was initially stopped by Fleury, but it trickled behind him. It lay in the blue ice for a moment. 
Felino's third goal of the two games against the Golden Knights. The assist go to Ian Cole and Kevin Fiala at 9.58 of the second period to make it 2-1 Vegas. We would head to the third period, the Golden Knights up 2-1, to one, and protecting a one-goal lead, the Golden Knights would add, when possible, the first chance came off the stick of Mark Stone. Picked up by the Knights, it's a breakaway. Knights from right to left, Stevenson left wing with Stone. Stevenson feeds Stone, he shoots, he scores! Vegas leads 3-1 to one with nine minutes to go in the third period. Fifth goal of the year for Mark Stone, and Stevenson finally rewarded. Mark Stone from Chandler Stevenson at 11.08 of the third period to make it 3-1 to Vegas. And then Marc-Andre Fleury would come up with our AAA insurance save of the game. Carlson wins the faceoff against Joel Erickson. A couple of Swedes in a circle. But a takeaway puck in front. Fleury a sliding save. Oh, a point-blank stop for Marc-Andre Fleury. My goodness, he's done it again. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair, discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. Let's head out and talk with Pete DeBoer after tonight's victory. Ability to you know, sustain despite uh, their push in the third and then come out and land some knockout blows. Yeah, you know, they're a good team. Uh, you know, come in here on a six or seven game winning streak and a uh, real good record. You can see why they're, they're big, heavy. They got four lines. They put a lot of pressure on you. I thought uh, we bent but didn't break at some key moments. A couple big penalty kills, a couple big saves by Flower at the right time, and and some timely goals. So we haven't had a good record against this team historically, and to come in and get uh, four points, uh, I thought uh, was some some big efforts by some people. Go to Justin Emerson, the Las Vegas Sun. Hey, Justin. Hey, Pete. It seems like every every night uh, Jonathan Marcheseau has a goal or an assist. He doesn't go, you know, more than a couple of games without one. I'm, I guess I'm just – I'm curious how valuable it is to have a player that's kind of got that level of consistency as opposed to maybe somebody who's prone to some hot and cold streaks. Yeah, Marshy's been uh, fantastic uh, right from day one of camp, I think. Um, you know, like a lot of guys – I. It, he went a little bit cold in, at the end in the bubble and came back. And for me, the detail in his game, not just offensively, but defensively, he's been there right from day one of training camp. Uh, I think he's on a mission to, to have a really good year for us. And, uh, you know, he's going out and doing that every night. Go to Jesse Granger with The Athletic. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Pete, it seemed like tonight you guys were able to, to create turnovers that led directly to odd man rushes the other way. I'm wondering if that was something you saw in the first game that maybe you thought you could take advantage of or is just kind of how the game unfolded? Yeah, I don't think we were doing anything different. I, I think we knew they were going to push tonight. I think playing in front with the lead all night, um, you know, you, you get a team that uh, that has to open it up a little bit in order to try and get back in the game. And I thought we did a good job tonight of taking advantage of that, uh, you know, being defensively real solid. And then when they tried to push too hard to uh, to make them pay in transition. We'll go back to Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. And Ben. 
I'd be along those same lines, how useful is a player like Chandler Stevenson when you guys do have the lead and who can use his speed to create, you know, instant counterattacks when the other team is pushing like that. Yeah, Stevie, Stevie was everywhere tonight. I thought it was one of his best games of the year uh, using his speed again, you know, both offensively and defensively. But, uh, um, you know, when he's jumping through holes like that and, uh, and transitioning uh, turnovers going the other way, he's so quick and, and so explosive that, uh, you know, him and Tucky both have that ability to put teams really on their heels. Pete, thanks for the time tonight. Thank you. That was head coach Pete DeBoer with tonight's post-game interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. And we left you. The score was 3-1. to one. Marc-Andre Fleury had just made the AAA insurance save of the game. And it was Chandler Stevenson who had to have at least four or five breakaways this game, finally bearing one, to, bearing one to pad the lead. Stevenson picks it up, skates to center, two-on-one with Petretti. Stevenson again, he fakes, backhander, score! Stevenson finally cashing in on the breakaways. This one he scores, Vegas 4, Minnesota 1. That's Chandler Stevenson from Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty at 16:38 of the third period to make it four to one Vegas. Cam Talbot would be pulled for the extra attacker, and William Carlson would score an empty net goal. Not loose. Haig reaching, swats it out. Here's Carlson looking toward the open net, skating right in, stuffs it home. Empty net goal. Five-one Vegas. William Carlson, multi-point game. That's Carlson from Nick Haig at 17:41 of the third period to make it five to one Vegas, and all that was left was the final call. Look out! We got some rough stuff happening in the corner as the clock down to three. Vegas has control, and there's the heart. Golden Knights five, Wild one. The Knights take both games from Minnesota to begin the season series. Five to one, your final here. The Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com. AAA Insurance Post Game Show, 5-1. to one. The score, the Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild, 14-4-1. The record for the Golden Knights so far this season. It has been dominant, to say the least, for the Golden Knights. And there have been many nights where this team wins in different ways. They win when they don't play their best. They win when they do play their best. And tonight was a, an interesting game for me in that regard because, you know, you look at the third period, you look at the Minnesota Wild, they had 20 shots on goal in the third period. Like, certainly Minnesota deserved something more in the third period. Like, when you look at this game and you look at 
Monday's game. The difference is the Golden Knights score in the third period. They press, they push, they execute. And tonight for the Minnesota Wild, yes, they played well in that third period. Shots 20 to 8 in the third period, Minnesota in favor. Marc-Andre Fleury was sensational. He was just really, really good. And the Golden Knights score three goals on eight shots. I got two goals on eight shots. I'm not going to count the empty netter by William Carlson. But the, the fact remains, the Golden Knights are a team that don't need a ton of opportunities. And I think that if you're a fan and you look at how things ended last season for Vegas and you look at the fact that this team now has scored 10, 10 goals over the last two games and the offense is is finding ways to score at key moments of the game, you've got to feel better about the overall game of this team. And this is with Riley Smith not necessarily contributing offensively, at least on the score sheet, but contributing in many other facets of the game. William Carlson has been putting up the points over the last couple of games. You're getting contributions from Nick Haig. You're getting contributions now from Chandler Stevenson. There are still players, though. I mean, Cody Glass has an assist in the game. Uh, Alex Tuck scores a goal. You can still get more out of this lineup. And that, I think, is a scary thought for the rest of this division. The Golden Knights are playing well, but I think in the back of everyone's mind, and I would argue in the back of the Golden Knights' minds themselves, there's another gear. There's another level. And this team went out, played an exciting game, an emotional game, come from behind victory on Monday. And while you think you might have a letdown here, no such luck. The Golden Knights came out. They were ahead all night. They were really comfortable. And this is a team that does know how to close out a victory in the third period. They bent. They didn't break. And they broke it wide open when they had their opportunities. We're back to wrap it up here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the AAA Insurance postgame show. Tonight's game recap brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. It was the Golden Knights that took control of the game early on. Just two minutes in, Alex talk off a beautiful feed from Cody Glass. And then Marc-Andre Fleury, bounce back game for him. And, you know, you, you look at, what makes Marc Andre so special? And I think it, you know you're you're getting the technical proficiency, but you're also getting a guy that just wants to make a save, right? And and he battles, and there are times where his athleticism has to bail him out a little bit, and and he just battled tonight. He was so good for the Golden Knights, and and when you've got that effort from Marc Andre, I think that you're able to just kind of go out relax, play a little bit. And that's what the Golden Knights were able to do tonight. You, you get into a situation where Marcus Foligno tie, uh, gets Minnesota back to within one in the second period, and 
Monday night, Minnesota would have turned that into two goals. They would have turned it into three. Like that that's what they did. They just kind of found ways to compound and score in bunches. The Golden Knights didn't allow that to happen. They didn't allow that momentum shift to happen in the second period. And then you go to the third period and the Minnesota Wild threw everything at Vegas. Kitchen sink, all of it. All of it. Mark Andre Fleury, again, fantastic. Kirill Kaprizov probably never wants to hear Mark Andre Fleury's name again. Because every chance Kaprizov had, Flurry was just a little bit better. And then the Golden Knights, Chandler Stevenson converts on a breakaway. He had five of them. He found a way to convert on one and sets up Mark Stone. The Golden Knights had a couple of chances in the third period, and each time it ended up in the back of the net. Minnesota Wild threw everything they had at the Golden Knights, and Mark andre Fleury was just fantastic. That's the game in a nutshell. That is the Golden Knights picking up their 14th win of the year. That's the Golden Knights sweeping this two-game set against the Minnesota Wild. And that's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 5-1 to one, the final. The Golden Knights find their offense against the Minnesota Wild, Minnesota. It's a little bit tougher for them to find the back of the net tonight. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you would like to join us here, you can let us know who your most impressive player of the game was. You can give us an early return on what you'd rate this game. Is it a Bob Ross? Is it a finger paint? You can throw that our way. You can also talk to Darren Millard about, I don't know, things Darren Millard does but the Golden Knights a strong game from them you wondered what you were going to get tonight and Vegas got out in front of it today that was key for me that was a good hockey game it's fun I had a little bit of everything yeah maybe not the the drama that we had the other night and the the vibes being the the first crowd but I actually thought the crowd was was as much or more into it tonight and the way that they were able to uh, establish a lead and control the game for the for the first two periods. Now the push came in the third, mm-hmm. but it was a, it was a good hockey game. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. If you'd like to join us, like Terry, you're up. Hey guys, I'll, man, that third period was something else. Wow, I'm just like <laughs> that was unbelievable. But you know what's real funny is right before Chandler Stevenson scored that goal, I was starting to think. Man, who's the player of the game for this game? Then when he scored that goal, I said, 
to me, he's my knight to shine. Chandler Stevenson, he's, he had breakaways tonight. He set up that one goal. He maybe could have had a couple goals in that game. But he kind of got that one where, you know what, it's 4-1. We got this, man. This is over. I mean, I just like, I'm feeling it, you know? Uh, yeah, great observation on Chandler Stevenson because he had jump from the very start tonight. And he set up a, a great uh, play for, for Mark Stone to score his fifth goal of the season. And then when Max Pacioretty, the lane to set uh, up the other winger on that line, uh, was taken away, Stevenson just finished it himself. And I think Talbot thought for sure that that puck was going over to Pacioretty. <laughs> hey, and can I make another point? Absolutely, Terry. It's your okay, show, man. Another point is something moving forward. I heard you know people talking about um, how they've had a lot of home games. Well, the guys, actually announcers are talking about that. You know, and I was thinking about, you know, they're going to have a lot of road games. I'm just really hoping, I'm probably stating the obvious here, but I'm really hoping, you know, once they hit the road, they can just get these splits, you know, one and one. Like, we took two for Minnesota, but I'm hoping we can get one and one, you know, a whole bunch of times on the road. And uh, going back a couple of weeks ago, you know, it would have been really cool to win that Winter Classic against Colorado, you know, on the national stage. But looking back on it, I really feel like, when they bounced back and went to Colorado and won that game on the road, I really felt that was more important because they came back from adversity. They went out on the road and showed that they could, you know, they kind of I don't want to totally say they had their backs against the wall, but they would have lost oh, three out of four and it went two to two, you know, going to Colorado and showing that they can, you know, kind of a big spot right there. Well, you I know, agree I mean, with you, that was a real statement game, I thought, when they. Uh, went down there and beat the Avalanche on the road there and, you know, you know nodded that series up 2-2, two to two, the four games they played. I mean, so hopefully going forward they'll be, you know, uh, hopefully that shows going forward they'll be able to not get swept on the road, obviously not expecting to get uh, sweeps. I mean, it'd be nice to do that, but at least get some splits on the road yeah. and keep on playing the way they are at home. And, man, could, <laughs> could have a really, really good season, go on a great run. You know what I'm saying? Terry, the adversity that they faced after the Tahoe game, and I agree with you. Thanks for the call. Uh, make sure that you call again on Friday night after the San Jose game. The adversity that they faced in the after effect of the not being able to show their best in that Tahoe game and falling to the Avalanche, uh, they've responded with four straight wins. I think it's been that's as impressive as anything is the way that they've. Uh, being able to turn that thing around after regulation losses for the first time under Pete DeBoer. Yeah, I think I think they turned the page on that one and went out, had a great game in Colorado against the Avalanche, made their statement, and they've just carried that through this entire week. Let's head back out to the phone. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's bring in Stephanie. Stephanie, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great yet again. I um, wanted to point out that that third period, while it was, really different from Monday it was almost the same like they came out and the first half of it eh, a little scary a little worrisome and then they just like pounded it home but it was really cool to see on Monday they were playing from a place of like we're not gonna like we gotta fight back we gotta get back into this game and go whereas today it was like we're not losing this game we're not gonna let this game go we're gonna just keep piling it on so it was just nice to see that in both situations they came out shining and with a win. You know what uh, I I find interesting, Stephanie, is 
And thank you uh, for the call. Make sure uh, you're one of our regulars, and we appreciate it every time that we get a chance to talk to you. Marc-Andre Fleury on Monday night had to deal with some whispers in and around people saying, looks a little tired. Nine straight games. Looks looks a little mm-hmm. fatigued. Mm-hmm. He had that one rebound getaway from him, and the Minnesota Wild ended up scoring the four goals in, in the second period. Mm-hmm. Well, 10th straight start tonight. Faces 20 shots in the third period, and he stopped all 20. And just like on Monday night, he serves up two shutout periods. Like, sim- similar games, uh, better tonight, more effective, allows fewer goals. But it's just there's finding ways to win as a team, and then there's finding ways to win as a goalie. Mm-hmm. And they were very different games for Flower, but the end result you leave with, that's impressive. You, you know, I like I, I look at just simply the fact that the Golden Knights were able to manufacture and get that win on Monday in large part because the drive and the determination not to lose in front of the fans mm-hmm. for the first time that they were allowed back in the building it was real and it was there, right? Like that is something that I think motivated the Golden Knights to dig deep, find a way to win. And and you have to have the talent out on the ice to make that happen, and the Golden Knights did. But in a very similar way, like Vegas goes into this third period and it's it's lockdown. They, they bent a bit in that third period, but then the Golden Knights get a couple of looks, a couple of opportunities. They bury it, mm-hmm. and the Minnesota Wild throw 20 shots at Marc-Andre Fleury can't find one so minnesota the other night bent and broke yep when the push came from the golden knights yeah tonight the golden knights withstood the pressure now you see the difference between chasing the game and having the lead Mm -hmm. vegas was chasing the game the other night and they had to go for it and they did tonight it was the wild who were chasing they threw up 20 shots in the third period even the great teams like the golden knights are still gonna there's the margin for error is so small in this in this league that they still had to withstand some pressure and and counterattack, and they did. Yeah, one hundred percent. Extended post game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back with more. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. 5-1 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild. Improved to 14-4-1. That's pretty good. It's pretty good for Vegas. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phones. We've got Paul. You're up. Paul, go ahead. You're on the radio Hey, sorry, guys. I couldn't hear you that time. That's uh, all right. Uh, just had a question for you. Uh, Gary said during the broadcast that a bunch of times that, that they're going to have to make a choice. Or, well, not really make a choice, but that Flurry probably wasn't going to be able to go twice over the weekend. Do you think there's any chance that if they start him in, in game one on Friday and he has a really good game that they continue and, and go with him in game uh, two on Saturday? Yeah, I guess it depends on the workload on on Friday night. If he, if he starts that one, and it's a, it's a low event game, and he goes to the coaches and says, "I want to play. I feel great." I could certainly uh, see something like that 
coming about. If it's uh, an average workload, like 25 to 30 shots, I think they would turn around and go with uh, Oscar Dance, I, I, who I assume will be the goaltender with the because uh, yeah. he's got the NHL experience. But yeah, I, I, I think uh, Paul that there there is some possibility, depending on how the game goes, uh, that they could turn around and play Mark. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate it. Uh, good question because we're all uh, of the belief that they are going to split. And uh, on the on the VGK Insider Show earlier, I threw out the idea that they may not even dress Marc-Andre Fleury in the second game and just go with Oscar Dansk and Logan Thompson as your tandem and give Marc-Andre Fleury a complete day off. But you should uh, take into consideration. That's why we open up the phone lines and get uh, different uh, views of point, points of view and, and go down that path of, of alternative uh, approaches. I, I think that that also makes it makes sense to to get Mark Andre the game on Friday. Yeah. You, you don't want to go to Oscar Dansk or Logan Thompson, whatever the goaltending combination is going to look like. You don't want to go to that in the first game because who knows? It, it might be twelve. 14 shots like the Golden Knights might have a, a fantastic defensive performance. Marc-Andre doesn't have a lot of work. It's not a high event game like you were talking about. And you have the option then to play Marc-Andre again and get a travel day and a day off before you go to Minnesota and get the, get the Minnesota Wild. Um, I'm not throwing out the idea because the Golden Knights are, are on a heater right yeah. now and they want to they want that to go as long as possible. You know, we we talk about splitting up goaltending on back-to-back games. Yep. Here's the interesting part is you're playing the same team. And not that the their goaltending, it, and I don't even care what the other team does, but a lot of times you, the reason why you'd split up your goaltending is because you're playing uh, Boston on Tuesday and Philadelphia on Wednesday, and Philadelphia is there waiting or rested they haven't played back to back this is different this is unique in in the fact that they're playing the same team on consecutive nights and i uh i don't think you'll see vegas roll with with the same goaltender under normal circumstances because they do have the luxury of leonard and flurry but uh, i don't think that it's uh i think it's easier to play the same guy on both nights because you're facing the same team this is a big picture broad stroke question mm-hmm. how much longer can you ride Mark andre Fleury in other words at what point do you need to have a rotation of Fleury and Leonard to make sure that Fleury and Leonard are both more so Fleury is good to go and really rested and healthy for the playoffs I would say Saturday given everything that we've talked about Looking, if you're looking big picture, mm-hmm. you give him Saturday off, and I would give him all day Saturday, and then he has two days off before you face Minnesota on Monday, and you've got the uh, the series against the Minnesota Wild. That's what I would do. Uh, he may back up on Saturday, but I think. It, even though we, we've looked at both sides of this thing, I fully anticipate somebody other than Marc-Andre Fleury playing on, on, on Saturday. But bigger picture is Robin Leonard. When do you yeah, need to get back to I don't know. a split of some kind? Whenever he gets back. Yeah. When, when, when Robin Leonard returns, that's when you go back to your rotation. That, that I can't phrase it any simpler, and it can't 
be any more complicated. Like it, 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 when Robin Leonard returns, you go to your rotation. And until that time, it's Marc-Andre Fleury starting 90% of your games. And that's just the way it's, it's going to be. You're, when he's on a heater like he is right now, yeah. you're going to ride him. Knowing that you have somebody in the wings that hopefully, and there's been no uh, indication that Robin Leonard is going to be out for any super long length of time, although we, we haven't seen him and we, we, we're anticipating his, his return before now, but there's been no indication on, on that front that it's going to be another month or anything along that regard. That, that would change things in my mind. So I'm looking at it optimistically. You you try and uh, give yourself a chance to win as much as you can. You give Flurry the Saturday off, and then you would play if if say Leonard's not back next week, mm-hmm. or not not uh, available until next week. Because I got think he's going to need a week of practice, or four or five days of practice when yeah. he comes back. I would I would go Flurry's Friday, mm-hmm. Dansk Saturday, yep. Flurry Monday, Wednesday. Friday, and then it's, dance. Then dance on that, Saturday. That back to back next week is yeah. St. Louis. Then th- I would split the split the two of them up there. I would split uh, Flurry and Dansk up there. I feel like if if there's a if there's a scenario where you're going back to back with Mark Andre Flurry, like you want to play him, or you have the option of of playing him in the back to back, I go against St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get the I get someone a start on Saturday, and if you're in a position where Robin Leonard's not available for that set against St. Louis, and Mark Andre Fleury's playing well, and he yeah. says he can go. That's what you, the key point there is playing well because results are going to play a way sure. into this thing. One hundred percent. He's on the best, one of the best runs he's ever had in his National Hockey League career, and he's like mid thirties. I mean, he's been around a long time. He's played over a thousand games in the NHL between playoffs and and the regular season. What would your win loss column look like in a ten game uh, streak? Who like my own? Yeah, you, you. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Zero ten and zero. Fantastic. All right, extended post game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Solid ten though. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights post game show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended post game show. Fox Sports Las Vegas, five to one. The final. The Minnesota Wild drop this one to the Vegas Golden Knights. Drop both games. Golden Knights five goals on Monday, five goals tonight. <laughs> empty netter. I'm a little peeved though that Mark Andre Fleury didn't get a look at the empty net. Yeah, they scored. They scored too many goals. No, I mean. There was an empty net. William yeah. Carlson had a breakaway. Like, I'm not mad at William Carlson for scoring, but, you know, kind of bring everybody down. And then the longest drop pass in history to Mark andre Fleury for an empty <laughs> net. Like, let's go. Come on. Give it a shot. Uh, you know what? That, that'd be a hell of a lob because there's so many, there'd be so many players at the, at the Minnesota Wild blue line that you'd have to drop that thing in like a butterfly with sore feet coming straight down. Over the blue line. That's uh, that's that's a tough ask uh, uh, for the goaltender. Okay, so I asked Dan Duva this question, uh, and I I posed it to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Why do you, and no one called in to to give me their take on it? Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. If you'd like to, 
but why have the Golden Knights been so good at sweeping two-game sets? Because they're very talented, very good. Like they have good coaching. They, that, they, that's they, succinct. They, they won. They won game one uh, this week because the coach made all the right moves mm-hmm. uh, going into the third period. They won tonight because their goaltender made a massive save at the end of the first period mm-hmm. that allowed you to go to the dressing room, up a goal, and he made some massive saves in in the third period. Two very different wins for the Golden Knights. And how did they do it against the Anaheim Ducks to start? They were very good in game one, mm-hmm. and then they scored a tying goal with the net empty and won it in overtime. Arizona grinded out a couple of wins. They, they've they've been, been able to play different games and still be victorious. And that's a sign of a, of a really deep team. But I, I think the main reason is just because they've got a boatload of talent. I would tend to agree with that. Like I, I look at this Golden Knights team and – you know, for the longest time, we're we're looking at this season and trying to figure out by what game number are we going to be comfortable with. This is who the Golden Knights are. They are a legitimate Stanley Cup contender, or, or whatever the case may be. And I look at this team, and I am constantly impressed by their ability to win in different ways. I'm constantly impressed by their ability to win games where they don't have their best stuff. When, when they need another area of the lineup to really come through and, and, and find a way to chip in a goal here or there, or they need a, a big save, whatever the case may be, I'm impressed by this team's ability to be whatever the game needs them to be in order to get two points. And that's what they've been able to do this year. So I, originally I said after the Colorado series, we would know. Mm-hmm. Well, then they get the COVID pause and they were shut down for a week and a half. I extended that to game 20. I'm willing to say now that, that I mean, they played 19 games. I can probably make a commitment and, and say that we what, what you're seeing is what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. They played the Minnesota Wild, who were on a great run and were making noise about challenging for first place. Uh, they brushed them aside. They split with the Colorado Avalanche, and when there is a little bit of adversity... They won the final game of the four-game series by multiple goals. And uh, in between, they won a a trap game over the Anaheim Ducks in overtime. I think think what you're seeing is what this team is. It's a team with a dynamic blue line, a deep blue line, and two lines right now that are going and can share responsibility, and a third line that is threatening to make this a real three-pronged attack and not just an x-factor at times but a a legitimate three-line offensive attack and i think the interesting thing with the golden knights is there's still another level like i look at this team and when you when you Mm -hmm. talk about the third line and and taking that next step that's another level that this team can go to that is scary they're good yeah i saw 
great things out of Cody Glass tonight. That mm-hmm. pass to Alex Tuck early. Yeah. I saw some growing pains, and he lost a clean face-off that, that led to the only goal by the Minnesota Wild. And I saw some uh, some puck possession that got away from him, and then uh, some real battle to get the puck back at times. So uh, you're, you're seeing some continued growth out of, out of Cody Glass. And Nick was uh, an option. He's been out of the line the last couple of games. The, that third line could be uh, the determining factor. They're closer than uh, than some people thought they would be with that area, and it's it's real positive. They, look, they're eight and zero when leading after two. They're ten zero and one when they score first. There's a lot of little stats that point to why they're so good right now. We're back to wrap it up next on the extended post game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Let's sneak in one final call on the postgame show tonight. Rita, you're up. Uh, Yeah, I just want to comment on additionally to why I think they're winning so much. They're very talented. That's true. But I also think it's attitude. They know this is their year, and even when they're down, they go, Oh, hell no, we ain't losing this. And they come out like a bat out of hell. I agree, Rita. Attitude is everything. It can overcome a lot uh, when you face adversity. And I think that is one of those things that uh, took over the other night. Just attitude on Monday. Tonight it was talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Monday was attitude. Yeah, they're a team that can win on emotion, but they're also a team that can win on talent, and we've seen that from the Golden Knights quite a bit so far this season. That's going to do it for us here on the extended postgame show. We are back on Friday, Vegas versus San Jose. Puck drop at 7.30. Pre-game starts at 6.30. Thanks to Jeff Rubino for switching and turning all of the knobs, keeping us on the air, sounding great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio. Thanks to Darren Millard for jumping on the post-game show here with me. And thanks to you for listening. We will catch you on Friday right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.